Hello. Hey. Hey. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So this is the first time we ever talk. I know. I'm yeah. glad that we're talking. I can see a little bit of a resemblance. Hi, everybody. This episode of the podcast World of Swedish History is about genealogy and my own story of finding my relatives in Canada. You just heard a little bit from the first time I ever spoke to my second cousin, who is now living in Los Angeles, Brad Lundahl. Soon you'll hear more, but first I have to give you a little background to all of this. My name is Johan Romin and I work as a journalist in Stockholm. About a year and a half ago I started making research about my own family. My last name, Romin, R-O-M-I-N, is a name from Gotland, the island in the middle of the Baltic Sea. My great-great-grandfather moved to Stockholm in 1854 and from then on there has been Romins in Stockholm. But in January of this year, everything changed. I discovered I wasn't a Romin. My last name should have been Lundahl. That is why Brad Lundahl in Los Angeles is my second cousin. This is how it all started. I visited my mother after I'd done a genealogy for about a year, still convinced I was a Romin, and that was in January of this year. But all of a sudden my mother said, you know that your father's father had a picture of his real father, the guy that went to America. When I heard that, I remembered a document concerning the fatherhood of my grandfather. That document was written in the early 1980s by a person who was the head of the local church records of Bromma, the suburb north of Stockholm. In the document it said that, I quote, Birger Lundahl is not the father. Per Gustav Romin has been recognized of the fatherhood. So when I got home from my mother's place, I started doing the research with the idea that maybe the woman in the church had gotten everything wrong. Maybe Birje Lundahl was the father and Per Gustav Romin was not the father. After just some few searches, I found Carl Birger Lundahl from Solna, also north of Stockholm, and born in 1880. My grandfather's mother was born in 1881. And I found that this Birje Lundahl had moved to America in 1903. My grandfather was born in 1901. So Birje Lundahl could have been the father. But now I started to look at my ancestry DNA test and the list of people who share DNA with me. The first and the second place is of course my mother and my brother. But the third place belonged to Anna, someone I didn't know. And all of a sudden, I see that she has the interest in the name Lundahl. I start to look through her family tree, and there I found Carl Birger Lundahl. I email Anna, and she answers me that she is the great-granddaughter of Birger Lundahl's brother, Ragnar. And she says that she has some pictures which maybe show Birger Lundahl. Of course, this was a great shock because I could see right away that one of the guys in the pictures was my great-grandfather. He looked so much like me and my brothers. I had found my great-grandfather, Carl Birje Lundahl, born in 1880, who died in British Columbia, Canada in 1935. From then on, I started to do more research. Did Birje Lundahl get more children in Canada? And what were their names? Did I have relatives who lived there today? I found out that there were many Lundahls in the Vancouver area. So I sent an email to a Brad Lundahl. 
Hello. Hey. Hey. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Great. So this is the first time we ever talk. I know. I'm yeah. glad that we're talking. I can see a little bit of a resemblance. Yeah, me too. But uh, and you live in Los Angeles? Yeah, in Long Beach. Long um, Beach. We're related. <laughs> It's yes, really, we are. <laughs> isn't it uh, very strange to all of a sudden get a mail from Sweden? It was incredible, um, especially because my dad had no idea he had any sort of relatives outside of his immediate family, and all of his immediate relatives have have passed away at this point. Okay, so uh, your father and my father—they're cousins. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You didn't know anything about why why did you have the name Lundahl? Yeah, I the all that I knew was that you know, it was my dad's name and it was sort of passed down on his side of the family, but because um my grandfather, my dad's dad um passed away um right around the time that I was born, I don't have any memory of meeting him um and um my dad just didn't really talk about him very much or really that side of his family because he was an only child. And as far as he was concerned, his dad was an only child. Um, so he didn't know that he had any other relatives and he just knew that um, his grandfather had come to um, Canada and, and sort of settled in Victoria. So uh, that that was it? You didn't know anything about Sweden or no, anything? I Okay. <laughs> I didn't even know. I actually, until you had contacted me, I didn't even know why my middle name was Carl. Yeah, But could, could you could, could you understand that, uh, or you 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 were suspicious a little bit, maybe that your name was from Sweden, right? Yeah, oh, the last name Lundahl. Yeah, all the time. Um, that I mean, so much when I was like growing up, um, and especially when I traveled, people have always asked if I was European. Um, and I knew that Lundahl was Swedish, um, but I did not, I mean, I just kind of thought that my dad's dad was Swedish and that was like the last thing I kind of thought about it. Okay. <laughs> and all of a sudden you get a, a mail on Facebook from me. Yeah. What went was, you uh, through your, incredible. what did you think when you got the mail? Well, when I first read it, I I was like, oh my gosh, is this like some random person trying to scam me or something? Yeah, yeah, that's what idea. I thought you might think, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'd, I've, I'd heard of that stuff happening to people, especially now with everyone doing these DNA tests. Um, and then when I read your message, I thought, oh my gosh, like my middle name is Carl. I wonder if there's any connection here. Um, So I immediately called my dad and he said, he said, oh yeah, that was my dad's name. And I was just completely in shock. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And so was my whole family. Like both of my parents um, were just totally blown away. Yeah, I, I can imagine. For me too, yeah. actually, because for like two months ago, I thought I was a Roman, you know, and Roman is yeah. a... The, we're related to people who, who who are from Gotland, the island in the Baltic Sea, you know. Mm -hmm. So I had done a lot of genealogy about that part of the family. But then all of a sudden my, my mother said that, uh, you know that your grandfather, he had a picture of his real father. 
And I was like, uh, okay, but could I believe that? Yeah. Uh, and then uh, she said, oh, but, and he went to America, so that's why. And I made um, uh, research about my other great-grandfather, because he also went to America. And that's why I thought, oh, he went to America, then I can find him, you know. Yeah. And it's very good because Lundahl is not really, really common name. So it's more, is easier. What about if he had been an Anderson, for example, then it would be impossible, you know, this. Yeah. One of my, um, one of my best friends in Los Angeles, his last name is Anderson. His mm. family um, Swedish and people always joke that he and I look very similar. Um, so I told him about everything that happened and he was, um, really sort of shocked. Um, but I mean, it's amazing. Like, so you never, when you were growing up, you did not know that your grandfather was adopted. Actually it was uh, stories that I've heard. Uh, maybe someone said in a, in a sentence somewhere, but it wasn't like, this is what happened. You know, it was mm -hmm. always a little bit, confusing and then I, when I started with this genealogy thing I found this document where he said that Roman is the father Birger Lundahl is not the father and that's what mm. I believed you know that the, the researcher at the ch church record that they was right about this you know yeah uh, but uh, as a matter of fact they were completely wrong <laughs> when when I um, talked to my parents my parents went into storage that they had and just started looking through photos that they had never even seen before. So all of the pictures that I sent you of, um, you know, uh, my great grandfather who immigrated, um, from Sweden who was younger, um, on Vancouver Island, sort of hunting and all those different things. They had never even seen those before. Um, so it was really great to, to, to see that. So, so they had all the pictures in a storage place. Yeah, they had. I mean, they basically I, they had a, a box of um, my grandmother's um, items, my my dad's mother. Um, but they had never even really opened it. They never looked in it, so they hadn't seen any of those pictures. Um, so it was really great. I mean, for so long, just because we ha we don't really have a large family, um, like at least we didn't think that we had a large family outside of kind of our immediate family. Um, there wasn't much connection to the past for us. Like, uh, you know, my mom's dad died when he was 50. So long before I was born. And then, um, you know, my mom's mom lived until she was 94 and my dad's mom lived until she was, um, 94 or so. And, but those were sort of the only two, um, kind of relatives that we had any contact with. Um, so from our perspective, our family was quite small. Mm. <laughs> that one, we were just shocked to hear that there's like 30 people that were somewhat related to uh, in Europe. Yeah, that's really awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited that you're um, starting this English language, Swedish history um, blog. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, because I thought that may, there was a big interest in America since there was more than one million Swedish people went to Amazing. America. 
and yeah. all their kids and grandchildren and everything. So it's a couple of million people. I was shocked to hear that you said that like a quarter of the entire population ended up immigrating in the early 1900s. Yeah, that was it. Because it, in back in that day, we had maybe five or six million people here. And mm. more than one million people went to America. And, but That's Sweden amazing. was very, very poor and it was very hard for, uh, I mean, for Birger Lundahl, for our great-grandfather. He, yeah. was, he was from a, he was probably not, you know, the poorest, but he was still a poor guy, you know. Mm-hmm. And my grandfather was a chimney sweeper, so he was, they were working class people mm. and uh, they couldn't study they couldn't do anything with their lives they just had to work and work and work and then the life is was over that was how it was so i can understand people who went to america on my dad's side like his mom everyone referred to um uh, my dad's grandfather as bernie um and he yeah he was apparently just an incredible hunter and outdoorsman um and it is amazing in the sense that like when he came to vancouver island i mean there was just nothing there Mm. he would have been in you know the the wilderness where you know tight maybe tiny tiny towns um but you know british uh, vancouver was only um incorporated as a city in the late 1800s um so i can only imagine how sort of rugged and um you know deep in sort of the wilderness he would have been living and exploring i mean it's really incredible um because british columbia and vancouver they were out of all of north america that was like the last place that people thought of as like the wild west like it was the last part of the west coast that was really unexplored you know even up until like you know the the turn of the century like 1900 Mm. um so he would have arrived in a place that was just like dense dense forest with trees that were you know 350 feet tall pretty incredible that he came um from sweden with nothing and then sort of established a, a life there i just wonder how he ended up getting into dentistry it's quite strange actually and why did he end up end up there where since he came mm-hmm. into america and, and he was in chicago and he must have just have a, a dream you know but i mean you when when you sent me that photo of the that lake um on Vancouver Island, and you mentioned that your family thought that could be Sweden. Like, I think the geography is really similar. Mm. Uh, you know, there are lots of um, sort of inlets and bays all throughout that area where the mountain, the mountains are really steep, and mm. it's just forest that goes like right down into the water, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and the climate, I think, is probably, you know, fairly similar. Mm-hmm. Um, especially back then when it definitely got colder than it does now. Mm. So maybe he felt a little bit like he was, you know, still at home, but in this kind of different place. Mm. Mm. And you don't, you don't know why he became a dentist. 
No. <laughs> because I mean, you haven't even, heard of, of him before. <laughs> yeah, even my dad doesn't know why he became a dentist. He just, the, he started basically the first major dental office in all of Vancouver. Mm. Um, and then um, his son, my dad's dad, ended up um, working in the practice um, and so they worked together. Um, but, you know, their dental practice was set up in a neighborhood called Shaughnessy, which is like one of the oldest, if not the oldest neighborhoods in Vancouver uh, where people lived. But, you know, it was uh, a very sort of well-to-do, um, expensive neighborhood. All of the homes are, you know, these huge Victorian style mansions. Um, so and their dental practice was incredibly successful. Um, it was the, the largest and most successful um, in Vancouver, you know, in the 30s, um, 40s, 50s. And I, I mean, my, my grandfather, my dad's dad, he ended up going to school in Oregon for dentistry. I think I sent you a picture of his uh, graduation photo. Mm. Um, but my dad, he was going to be a dentist and sort of continue the family business. Um, and that's what his dad wanted him to do. Um, but my dad was uh, really interested in like, art and architecture. He's a really, really talented artist. Um, so he decided to pursue that route. And that actually led to them having a falling out and um they didn't speak for like 12 years or 15 years oh really yeah so they were really estranged for a really long time so i think that's another reason why um my dad had no idea about so many things but i'm not even sure if um carl his dad knew that he had uncles in sweden Probably not then, because yeah, it's uh, just weird to me that he wouldn't have mentioned that at least once to hmm. my dad. Oh yeah, you actually like there. I have a an uncle named Ragnar, and like there are other people in Sweden. So my dad wonders if Carl even knew um, about that at all. No, maybe the father Carl Birjelundal, our great-grandfather mm -hmm. that he didn't even tell that he had a son in Sweden he could just be quiet about that you know because yeah I mean it's incredible yeah because uh, actually Anna uh, has gone through the other records and everything and she said she saw that uh, Carl Birgit Lundahl and my great-grandmother the mother of my grandfather Mm -hmm. uh, that they lived very close to each other until 1902 and just a couple of months before Carl B. Lundahl went for America. Another thing that's strange, in 1903, my grandfather had a younger sister and she was born in 1903, but she died just a year and a half old and she got oh. a disease or something like that. Mm. So she died. And we don't know if uh, Carl B. Lundahl was the father of, of, of oh, that wow. girl. So maybe maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. But uh, And also that Ragnar, the brother of Birje Lundahl, 
that he took care of my grandfather so much that he he could be there on Christmas and mm-hmm. visiting in the summer and and also my father visited Ragnar Lundahl and he was like a a good patriarch or whatever you know mm-hmm. taking care of the family yeah. type of person so yeah. so uh, that must be evidence that the Lundals they knew that my grandfather was a Lundal yeah you know your grandfather i mean he i wonder when he found out probably from the beginning maybe because he, yeah. we, we have the pictures now that you can see that he's maybe 12 13 14 mm-hmm. years and that he was with his uh, father's family and then my, he must known about that people in general especially um younger people and kind of millennials and like the next generation are just really disconnected from like their family history um and really um disconnected from their past um and i mean i definitely felt that um but just never really thought about looking into it um because i just didn't even really know where to start um but now that i've met you and you know sort of i actually have a family tree on one side i'm really interested in it and um i see kind of how important it is to have that information just because i think that um it can help you kind of place yourself in the world yeah that's what i feel too it was great talking to brad and to get several new members of the family in canada and the united states You're listening to the podcast World of Swedish History. Every week I will publish a new episode of the podcast and make sure to subscribe. Please visit and become a member of the Facebook group World of Swedish History. I post updates about Swedish history and information about the podcast. And also listen next week when I will talk to one of our great historians and experts of the Viking era of Sweden. I will also visit Valhalla. But I promise to get back to life. Goodbye.